0: Hello and welcome to The Hearts Review with me Ross McLeod and Gordon Senior. Joining us this week are Calvin and Jamie to talk about our trip to Florence, chat about the defeat to Aberdeen, talk about the downturn in form at Tancastle and we preview Celtic on Saturday. We'll start and talk about our trip to Florence. We all took different routes, weird and wonderful routes down to Italy. Um, Gordon, you went via Rome, I heard.
1: Well, once again, um, a certain airline who will not be named, um, but they regularly fly to Dublin, um, decided once again to be three and a half hours late. So missed our connection to Rome, uh, missed out on a night in Rome, had to check into another hotel, stayed in Dublin and then got the first flight out. Um, so disaster already, um, And then eventually we got to Rome about, well, we were meant to arrive, I think, just before 11 on the Tuesday night, and we didn't get there until about midday on the Wednesday. Um, And obviously we were going through to Anzio to uh, see my grandfather's grave. uh, He was killed during the Second World War. So by the time we actually got back to Rome, it was about six o'clock. So we didn't really get a chance too much to see the place. Me and uh, Sarah and, and Barry, we went out and um, seen some of the sights and and stuff. But you know, we were like, ah, we'll go for a few pints and stuff and met other, um, other members of this podcast for a few tipples in the evening, and then uh, we were up ready for our train up to Farns on the Thursday morning. Said uh, a certain other member of this podcast, um, said to us, "What time is the train?" And I simply said, "Nine um, fifty." See you at the train station. He said, I'm off to the Coliseum. So we said, okay, we'll see you at the train station. Gets to around 9.30, 9.35, eventually 9.40. And we're thinking, hmm, where is this other member of the podcast? He's still not here. So I messaged him, to which he replies, I'm on a tour bus. This other member. We're not going to get back anytime soon. So, so this other member is your brother, if I'm correct. Correct. Um, so obviously it would have been easy for me just to get on the train and leave him. However, I would never have he- heard the end of it from our mother. So unfortunately, uh, we had to stick around, wait hours and hours for him to eventually show up. By this point, there was a delay. Um, I think about three or four trains between Napoli and Rome or something were delayed. So we didn't actually get to Florence until about half three, something like that. Um, by this point, yous were all half cut. You had a nice day in the sun, a few beveraginis. Me, I was fuming. Managed to, you know, stick as many drinks as I possibly could doing my neck, off to the game, got to the ground, massive queues outside the stadium, missed the first 15 minutes, heard the roar of the goal. Got into my seat just in time. See the second go in, followed by the third, followed by the fourth. Don't even bother celebrating the consolation because I don't celebrate consolation goals. Uh, and then we fucked off with 20 minutes to go and back to the pub. And to be honest with you, that was the best decision I made
0: all holiday. It was a lot easier for for you, Calvin and Jamie, getting to the ground.
2: Yeah, I mean, neither. Probably the most smooth set of flights I've ever had, actually. We uh, touched down in Milan on Tuesday evening. Well, Tuesday night, actually, quite late. Landed um, on the minute we were supposed to. Made the last trip to Milan. my
1: arse, Calvin, honestly. I, I can, uh, look, just listen to your tone, honestly. You're
2: sticking the knife right in. You're a Judas. <laughs> that's, why I that's why I fly easy, Jack Gordon.
1: I'll never fly Ryanair ever again. They have said their names. <laughs>
2: Absolute bollocks.
1: No, I'm telling you, this last nonsense. time, I would rather pay 100, and mark my words, by the way, they put this on my gravestone, I will never, ever fly Ryanair again, and Thought I you. would rather pay 150 pounds extra if it means avoiding those frauds, done with them. Thought Ticks out my last seven flights with them since we got on this European tour have been delayed, it's a disgrace.
2: Thought you weren't naming
1: them. Well, too late, they forced me to do it. If anything, you baited me. <laughs>
2: So anyway, we land, landed in Milan. Made the last train at Milan with about eight minutes to spare after a mad dash through the airport. Got in a hotel about two in the morning. Had a nice relaxing day. in Milan, ten AM train down on on Thursday morning. Checked in at twelve. Met up with uh, Jamie and the rest of them. Went for a few a few nice pints in the in the sun. And yeah, had a enjoyable day till the shambles of getting to the stadium began. The the buses and. Italian police and two turnstiles for a uh, 5,000 folk, 4,000 folk however many were there. Got into the stadium, couldn't get a beer because there was just two wee old Italian people serving behind a, behind a wee fence, queued for half an hour, didn't get anywhere near the front. And then we got them with 20 minutes to go, which is as alluded to was the best decision made all night because we avoided getting stuck in the ground for an hour. We jumped on the, the train back to Florence, which was by far the way the easier way to get to and from the ground. And then went, went out for a few pints of a nice pizza. Quite an enjoyable evening, actually. After that, good things, it was just sort of time I go for my dinner anyway, about half nine, so suited me perfectly.
0: What did you make of the um, the,
2: the bus to the ground? I thought it was a but I mean, it's not like, kind of what I expected to be honest with you. Um, it's just the usual, they hadn't, they hadn't really prepared what annoyed me wasn't the bus to the ground it was they wouldn't let you walk to the ground if you were leaving from the square like if they just let us walk it would have been fine we we left for plenty of time to get there it was a 20 minute walk we'd have been absolutely fine but they just wouldn't wouldn't let you go so crammed on the buses it was more outside the ground to be honest it was a bit of a farce it was the cues to get in with me I've never arrived that early for a football game in my life and then to still be sweating kickoff was a bit of, a bit of a farce as Gordon said he didn't make it in time and when we got in, we got in, what about half an hour to spare, 40 minutes to spare. And there was still easy two thousand folk outside. So yeah, it's a bit of a shambles.
1: I'll never criticize Easter Roads away end again after that. That was a shambles, I'm telling you. Absolute shambles. and them old man as well. By the way, I forgot to add him into the mix. He's definitely got Spencer's brains. That's where he gets it from. Uh, so you got your ticket, Dad, and he pulls out his boarding pass. So he, so he, he, didn't even get into the ground. <laughs> Neither did mother, brother, and his missus. They just went to some, I think, the Fiorentina uh, club or something to watch it in there. Um, and Spencer, I think, and, and Barry, I think they they walked into the ground. I think once all the queues had sort of like went, I think they got in just in time for the third and fourth goal. I think they were in the ground for about two and a half minutes before they walked out and then decided to go back to the uh, to the centre of town where Barry then. Uh, tripped and uh, done his ankle in so what a trip honestly looking brilliant eh I mean you could actually write a story on the calamity it's like Mr Bean's holiday unbelievable man ups and downs and everything two words won't be back
0: Jamie y- you were in the ground for the whole game and did you get a pint yeah we
3: were uh, I'm not quite sure what all the fuss was about to be honest I am um, going back to our journey we were I think Wizz Air or something on the way good old Wizz Air got us there absolutely fine no problems at all one of our flights actually left early and believe it or not out of the i think it was the the one leaving florence airport very impressive florence airport by the way very nice gaff um as for the game itself yeah we managed to get in the bus was a bit cramped admittedly but uh no we were in ground about 20 minutes before kickoff or something i think we maybe did the old saw one of our mates towards the front end of the queue and and maybe went and said hello and ended up just staying there that'll admit um and then we managed so to get in, and Bracey match. So
1: you are two well, jumpers? Is that what you're saying?
3: It's a bit of a blur, to be honest, but I believe Rats. that might be what happened.
1: Rats. That's what you said. That Rats.
3: might be the case. Rats. And we managed Rats. to get a beer as well. Bracey somehow managed to find himself at the front of the queue for the bar as well, so that worked pretty well as well. So ultimately, Gordon, I seem to have picked the right person to, to go into the ground with because A he got me to the front of the queue uh, to get into the stadium, and B he managed to get me to the front of the queue. Um to get a beer before obviously falling asleep as pair for the
1: the uh, the first and second half. Well, at the end of the day, I've got my morals intact. I might have missed the, the first goal and then obviously the second uh, well the fifth one due to the rage, but um I still have my models intact. And I can I can sleep easy at night knowing that. I'm like UQ jumpers, disgusting. Should try it. It's good. Aha. It's a real adrenaline thing. rush. I stole someone's taxi last night. There were a few men actually. Well, actually, technically, I didn't steal their taxi because I was actually there before they were, but um, they thought I, I queue jumped them, but I actually didn't. And then they they made a sly wee comment and just says, Well, hard, hard cheese. So you are a queue jumper as well? Well, I'm not because I just said that to you. I mean, technically, I was there before they were. So really, I was actually always in front of them. It just so happens I was trying to get an Uber. So I was looking at my phone, and if anything, they skipped me. Um, it
3: always comes back to Uber with you doesn't it, it's always Uber's fault it's never your fault it
1: was a black cab cab that got me home last night so
0: um, technically Uber are scum and the game fairly disappointing or was it just kind of what we expected I thought it was an embarrassment absolute embarrassment,
1: men against boys Ross um I mean, I've not even seen the first goal back, actually, but I assume it was shite defending. Uh, The free kick was soft, um, but again, it comes back to being smart um, when you're playing against teams who are basically taught every single day in the art of throwing themselves to the ground um, after getting a touch by a feather. Um, Bang, free kick. Beautiful goal, by the way. Almost plodded it. Um, and then the third and fourth again, it's just I think their heads have went down. Um, and then fair yeah. play, actually no, not fair play. I'm I'm not even going to play this card. Um, I heard Levine talking about it as well, and says you know it could have been eight or nine. They were staying down the barrel, but they came out and got a goal and drew the second half. It's just loser talk. Um, it just showed you if we had actually adapted the game plan to be more direct, that's where the first chance came from. Um, and then obviously, our goal came from being direct and getting in behind them. So, what we should have done at Tynecastle against them, we didn't. Um, and in the end, we got picked off in both games. But I still think if we had been a little bit more intelligent, um, it's a shame someone like Ginelli wasn't playing because I think that game might have suited him a little bit. Um, but yeah, look, you know, it was a good goal from Humphreys, but that was about. All, all there was, but the fans are magnificent. You've got to give them that. I thought they, I thought they um, gave a good account of themselves, singing and dancing and stuff. But um, I'm just, I probably just wasn't drunk enough. I, I just seen it as a, you know, going to Parkhead or Ibrox and getting pumped as usual, and um, yeah, just kind of be bored with. It. And you know, it was a, it's, it a nice trip for for everyone, I guess. But um, I would rather go to Europe and try and compete and. You know, if you get beat four one and they've scored, you know their last two goals with you know five minutes ago or something, then it is what it is. You know you've obviously been in the game for the majority of it, but to be four 0 down at half is a disgrace. And you know I mean we are we're not some League Two team up against a giant in in the cup. Um, you know we're 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 in there on on merit. You know we should be competing in the group stages uh, particularly if Riga can go there and get a draw and um, you know Fiorentina I think they're a decent side but the 13th best team in in Italy it's not as if you know you're going to one of the Milan clubs here Um, so yeah so I I thought it was a poor night for Hearts it's a team that looks short of confidence don't believe in themselves yeah can talk about the injuries and, and maybe not being an experienced back line but they're still experienced football players and I think A lot of it comes down to just basic errors and um, you have to say to yourself, well, if you're doing it at this level continually on a regular basis, are you good enough for this level? And I think clearly some of the players are out of their depth.
0: Are we being shortchanged, Calvin?
2: Yes. Um, To put it bluntly, yeah. the The injuries have absolutely humped us. There's no getting away from it. But we didn't have enough players to begin with. Um we got gotten a lot of cash over the summer. It's not been spent, but it's not been spent well enough. But we had no fit centre half available for this game on on um Thursday night. It's really poor. It's, re- it's really it's really, poor. We've had one uh, sorry, two Fit Centre forwards, um no fit wingers. There was just it's, it's just failure We've not we've not prepared for the season, everyone knew these games were coming. We've had all summer to prepare for it. Our squad is the same depth as it was last season. If anything, it might be slightly less, slightly shorter. And this is the inevitable result. I I'll often wonder what if in the, these games If Fiorentina are obviously a better side than us but they're not 3-0 and 5-1 better than us. Um, like you, you're always liable in Europe to go wait a team like that and get a bit of a do in what Gordon says. If you take it you know, if you're one or 2-1 down and you're pushing for a, a late equaliser and they score two on the break when you're falling apart that's that's a different way, but to go then and go 4-0 down inside 40 minutes is, uh, is really poor, and part of that is because we've no got a fit-back line. We're playing full-backs at centre-half. Another full-back got injured in the first five minutes. We don't have any fit right-backs to then play at that point. We're bringing on a very, very short of confidence young player, played out of position. Who I actually thought done really well. I thought, he, I thought he coped really well, what he was asked to do. Um, But, again, it's just... I just want to know what what our plan was going into this season. There's there's no way that the manager and the recruitment team thought this was enough. And if they did, then it's worrying. If, if they genuinely thought these players were there was enough to get us through these games and it's, it's incredibly concerning. I get the argument that we shouldn't just go spend the money willy-nilly, but there comes a point coming at the end of the window where we just had to get bodies in. You've seen it with Humphrey. Humphreys, Humphreys has actually been quite a he's quite a, a good player the last couple of weeks. Even with Snodgrass could have done them two days before fucking signed them. But there came a point where we just need to get a big centre half and a guy with a bit of experience in the league. Somebody don't have to be a world beater. I'm not. They don't have to be Halkett or Rose or like even first team necessarily first team standard. But somebody that could just come in a game like that with a bit of experience because that was all that needed. Fiorentina had the slippers on for the first five minutes at Tynecastle till the second half of the week there, and they they, they did that because there was no they, they could score it well. We're lucky we were playing the Italian side, and not Spanish or an English team. Or a German side because that game would have ended up Dundee United the Rangers levels because the good thing about the Italians when they go a couple of goals up they'll just consolidate they were 4-0 up and it's all very well Levine coming out saying oh, we won the second or drew the second half we did that because the Italians do what Italian sides do they're not going to they're not going to stretch themselves when a game's already won but if that was in Germany or that was in Spain or, or England coming out scoring an R3 or 4 in that second half quite easily and I just think we've not we've not prepared it's Harming us in the league again, it's harming us in Europe. And we can also say, Oh, we've got injuries, but you knew you were going to get players. Alcott's out for three months every season, right? Every season he's out for three months. We knew that. Boyce, we've got incredibly lucky with Liam Boyce, a man with a very long injury history that for his first 18 months at arts he didn't get injured. Well, now he has been injured, leaving us scrambling around on deadline day for a, a lone striker. And we've been through this a million times, but it's just got us into a situation where we're now struggling to catch up with the rest of the league. We're out of Europe with two games to spare. I know we're still technically in it, but we're out. We're, we're gone with two games still to spare. And a group where I feel like we could have actually got something because Fiorentina... Like, can, Friga can go to Fiorentina and get a point. We could have went to Fiorentina, or at least at Tynecastle, giving them a game. You know what I mean? But we let them... Both, both games against Fiorentina were over in the first 20 minutes, and that's just not good enough. I know they're a better side than us. You probably do expect them to beat us, but the manner in which they beat us is really, really poor.
0: Jamie, do you think this has been a learning curve for Hearts?
3: There's a wee smirk on your face there. Is there any reason for that? Having a dig at someone there?
0: I, I don't know what you're on about.
3: No. No, you know, it's just funny, Ross. You sit there in your fancy chair with your fancy mic and you ask the questions. I just think sometimes it'd be interesting to hear what you think. Sometimes, you know, maybe voice your own opinion. you got something to say, Ross, about the manager? Is that why you've used the words learning curve? I think everybody knows that's what Robbie's used a few times now. You having a pop at your our, our manager, Ross? we'd like to hear your input as well. i'm sure the listeners would love to hear what you've got to say
0: if i want to say something i will say it
3: so you're just going to make slide digs about our manager now you? yeah well yes i do
0: think it's a learning curve ross yes is that it yeah is that will give me Gordon, what do you make of uh, Robbie Nielsen claiming that every game is a learning curve and we're not actually learning anything?
1: Man's an idiot. I'm sick of his stupid comments. I've actually stopped listening to it, To be honest with you, um, comes up with the same drivel every single week. You know, it's going to be a full time castle. I like his... you on this podcast, then. Well, listen, I'm stating facts. He's stating pure delusion. Um, that's that. That's the difference between me and him. Um, I actually have a decent grasp on reality, where he doesn't. Um at the end of the day, we've got Celtic this weekend. I've already heard a brief snippet of what he was talking about, and I think I got about 15 seconds in and turned it off. Um, I think he's just got his own playbook where he just says the same thing if, after a pump in its learning curve. And, um before the game it's full tank castle and we're going to do this and we're going to attack them and we expect to win and then when we get pumped it's so you kind of, you know, you kind of uh, expect us to compete with injuries, blah, 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 um, So no, listen, I mean, he's been coming up with this nonsense for years, so is um, what it is, eh? White noise. Do you
0: think the players are playing for him,
1: Gordon? It's mm, a good question. Um, I think some of them have switched off. I, I think you know Barry McKay gets a lot of stick, right? And people are like, "Oh, he really annoys me because he does nothing and blah, blah 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 blah." Right? He is our best footballer by a country mile, and the stats back up. And when you play an attacking player like him deep in his own half, and he's got to come and get the ball deep in his own half and try to get. Your know, heart's moving again. Um, it's, it must become frustration and demoralising for someone like him who's got bags of ability, wants to play in a really good attacking team, enjoying his football. Because you've seen what happened last season when he was enjoying his football. And then suddenly, because we're playing more games or whatever, he, he, he's unable to get into the game. And, you know, I, I feel sorry for the guy. And I think it's quite easy for someone like Mackay's head to go down. Um when the rest of the team are playing such eye bleeding negative football, um, it's tough. It's tough for them. Um, I think, and I wouldn't say that they've, they've they're not playing for them because I mean they're professional footballers. And if that's the case, then um, they shouldn't be at a club like Hearts. But um, I think it must be frustrating for a lot of them because they're 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 being asked to do things that maybe isn't natural to them. Maybe isn't how they want to, to play the game. And, um, yeah, they, they they need a lot. The, the World Cup break is probably great for Hearts this season, really, because it probably will give them an opportunity to reset and, and then go again. And I think mentality um, like that can be a big thing for a team that's, that's obviously got bags of potential and bags of ability, but aren't quite doing it. And I just think um, they've had kind of hit after hit this season so far. Um, and it is easy for them to, to get their heads down, but um, I still believe there's a lot of good footballers in, the, in that squad, I just don't think they're um, I just don't think we're getting the best out of them, and I think there's a, a, a whole variety of reasons as I've just mentioned there, but I think, um, I, I I wouldn't say they're not playing for them, but it, it, it must be difficult for a lot of them, particularly the key players, I just think they need that one result, I think, maybe even just a little bit of luck, and then you'll probably see them spring back into life again. Darby's not round the corner, because that probably would have been ideal.
0: Probably would have been. Jamie, what do you make of the, the sort of murmurs that are going around the heart support that maybe Nielsen, you know, where we talk on this podcast quite a lot, the, the panellists talk quite a lot about, you know, being frustrated with Robbie Nielsen, but there's a wee bit more murmurs in the support. What would what, do you make of that? Uh, it's not a surprise,
3: Ross. Um Robbie Nielsen has always divided opinion amongst the Heart supporters going back to his, his first spell in charge. That's um something that I don't need to come on and, and explain to the listeners. Everybody knows that, everybody's aware of that. But uh I think you saw it last season as well. It was at the start of the year, we went through a kind of we run kind of February, March, where we were kind of still pretty clear and third, but the murmurs kind of started to come out again because we went on a bad run. I can't remember the, st- the statistics around the The spell at the time but we weren't playing great we were kind of hobbling along and people were starting to say oh we'll struggle to keep a hold of third spot and all that anyway we got through it and we got third we got to cup final blah 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 so I think it's a blip and as Robbie rightly said when you're playing in Europe you're coming back from these games away from home every team is going to have some sort of blip during the season I think this is just our blip Um, but it's no surprise to see the the Robbie Nielsen out brigade and the Robbie Nielsen official, uh, Robbie Nielsen out. How, you
1: say, how can you sit there right? and immediately uh, and to his so, head
3: again at the first sign of trouble this season?
1: Four wins in twenty odd games is a blip. I mean that's complete nonsense. Well, that
3: goes into last season as well.
1: It obviously. Not. It's, still the, it's still the run. The tail it's end of the last run. season. I mean, what, what's the run this season then? For... No wins in six or something. All oh, oh, these are, a game. games, oh,
3: obviously, it? as well, which are very difficult yeah. matches, Swiss champions, playing against, champion, against some tough point. teams in Europe. And uh, no, you go wrong. back to the, the post-split games where we kind of had nothing to play for. I think these are all kind of facts that you need to take into account. They're without not the big, I mean, they're
1: not there. facts, are they? I mean, you're just. I mean, you. I mean, we'll see, right? That you're a big Robbie Nielsen fan when you've got the same excuses as he does. Is that are you are you actually like his PR guy? Do you give him these excuses, or do you just learn from him? I'd, I'd love
3: I to know. I don't give him anything. It's, all, it's all him. I, I take stuff off
0: him. Oh, what a talent What a talent He's an inspiration. He should be a politician by the way. he should he should, he should. Calvin, you going to give us a voice of reason here? are, are we not we're we not better with the, the devil we know we know we've seen other we've seen other managers come and they've not been as successful as Robbie.
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I don't like that argument. I've, I've always hated that. Well, who else are you going to get in? That's not my job to decide that. So, um, To your original question, are the players still playing for them? I think they are. I think the problem is there's been too many excuses made and that gives the players a get-out. It gives them a, a means in which if they, if they don't perform, they just go, oh, we've got injuries, tough fixture schedule. The fact is we were complaining about the European schedule before we were even there and... It's given the players that everyone's everyone will pick up no points in October. And the players are probably going, does it matter if pick up any points in October? And that's what's happening. Um, he's not going anywhere. This thing, We can argue as much as we want, right? But Robbie Nelson is not going anywhere because he's still able to meet the targets the club have given him. The club have just given him a three-year deal. Unless we're in danger of going down, the man's not going anywhere. We've seen how slowly we react to Levine. We've seen how incredibly slowly we then replaced. Austin McPhee after that. Giving him nearly a quarter of the season to prove how terrible he was, he's not going anywhere. I just hope he turns it around. I think, to be honest, after this run, and I know this is straight out Nielsen's excuse book, but after this run, we have a very good run of games. You've got five or six at home after Ross County, all against sort of bottom half sides. Um, if he's if he's not picking up points, then then yeah, the, I think even this most ardent Robbie Nielsen fan would have to start questioning questions about it. <laughs> I can see you shaking your head there, Jamie, but come on, even if if we're not not beating these teams at home, he's got to be in a bit of bother. But he will. Listen, Nielsen said it plenty of times. Every time he's under a bit of pressure, he'll put a a run of results out of his arse. And the fact is, we have been shit. We've been really poor. Um, But had we won at Pataudra on Sunday, we'd have still been third. Because so far, nobody else has been able to, Again, put that run of results together that's pulled themselves clear of us. We're, we're just sort of in the same situation last year where everyone's just taking points off each other, meaning that as long as we don't fall too far behind, we can we can still catch up. And we've got players back and we're out of Europe. But I, I get why fans are questioning them. but I've questioned them as well. I, I, they, I can I've moaned about recruitment more. I'm, recruitment's more to blame than than Nielsen at the moment. But recruitment's not the reason he, he sets up with six seven men behind the ball or a back seven against the against certain teams. Recruitment's not the reason he keeps playing Barry Mackay out wide instead of through the middle. Recruitment's not the reason why he won't start Shanklin and Humphreys up front. So, he's got a shoulder a fair bit of the blame himself. But I think, in terms of balance, like he's no going anywhere. We can moan until the cows come. If he goes on a terrible run after uh, after Ross County, which is where I think the board will start judging. I think the board are giving him a clean slate at the moment until we're out of Europe. I think he's been given a clean slate by the board. I don't think he should have been but that's exactly the way they'll look at it. Um, they all went in the Fiorentina games going, we'll not take Anthony. They went in the Rangers game and no doubt the Celtic game on Saturday going, anything, here's a bonus. Kelly was shocking. Kelly was really poor. But again, in, in defensive, I mean, I, I don't want to necessarily give him excuses. He can't put the ball on the net, right? When you've got Mackay missing an open goal from four yards out, that's not the manager's fault. When you've got Cochrane on Sunday missing an open goal from two yards out, I don't really know what he's meant to do about that. So does the manager not instill confidence though in these players though? That's the problem. In the bigger games, Rangers, Rangers and Celtic, You see, we'll see exactly the same again on Saturday. Fiorentina Istanbul, he set those teams up in a way of I don't actually trust you to go and get some out of this game of football. Right. And the player reflected the way the players played in those games. We were beat before a ball was kicked in every single one of those games. And I really, really doubt I hope I'm wrong. I really hope I'm wrong, but I highly doubt. Saturday will be any different
1: It's funny It's funny that you mention uh, the two open goal misses Maybe they are trying to get them out I
2: don't even think you could miss that deliberately mate I, I think Cochrane's uh, Oh come on The is a disgrace Aye that's what, what I mean I think, I, you, I, I think even if you tried to miss that you, you'd end up I, I, I still that's don't that's understand that's how it happened The get two, how it happened Two open
1: goal misses Two open goal misses two weeks
2: in a row yeah, but then if they wanted them out, they wouldn't they come back and get two late goals at Kilmarnock. I, 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 don't, I don't think the players have Why would you chuck in the towel for a manager it excuses your bad performance I every mean. day? No, but, no, but well, maybe certain players want them out. Ah, you're professionals. you are two that missed the
1: particular chances.
2: I mean, you, you did say it with Barry McKay, the most talented football player being basically played at the defensive midfield in front of a back seven. I can't really blame him for a. Uh, right.
1: That's it. So, so no, so actually, so to go back to your original question, forget my answer before. Yes, they aren't playing from. They want them out.
0: Aberdeen on, on Sunday, Gordon, you. I think you were the only one on this podcast that made the trip. I was, I was still returning from Italy. Um, terrible performance, good performance, okay. bad performance, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I, I thought Aberdeen are
1: a poor team, by the way. They're utter pish. And. um I think all this nonsense that um, they're going to be challenging us for third place this season. I mean, if Hearts get their act together, Aberdeen shouldn't really be anywhere near them. Um, we've, we've, we have chucked that game, to be honest with you. Um, I don't think there's any other, other way to describe it because really, the Cochran's one, he's got a score. I mean, it's a, it's a shocking miss. Um, and then right at the start of the second half as well, we've got two against one, effectively. Humphreys tries to play for a penalty rather than shoot. Shanklin also misses a a, a ridiculously easy chance, tapping in front of goal. Uh, I remember one at the end of the second half actually as well, uh, where ironically we nearly gifted Aberdeen the lead. Sibic's poor pass and they ran in. Gordon made a save. Then we two seconds later ran up the park and Shanklin tried to dink the goalie and he's tipped it over. I actually think he would be doing a little bit better there. Um, so we're just wasteful. And then you look at the goals that Hearts conceded. I think it was Keogh was shoved off the ball too easily. Um, they then passed through the lines and the boy sticks in the back of the net. 1-0, you think, Christ, there we go. And then the second goal as well. I mean, no one's even tracking the runners. They're just standing watching. They're just like statues. And um, it was a total unprofessional um, throwaway, in my opinion. Heads went down as soon as we went to, to 2-0. Um, and it's just it's just ridiculous, really. Um that's a, that's a poor game. And I walked out as Susan went and I'm sick of it now. Um, all these games, I mean, the amount of games that I've actually walked out early now, just because I have zero confidence in the team's ability to come back um, is really, really, uh, it's hurting me. It is. I, I don't like to go to football games and sit and be miserable and then have to walk away early because the team's getting beat um, and the game's over. And it just pissed me off because... I generally thought we were going to go to Aberdeen and get a result, and we should have done. Um, Talking about coming off Europe all we want, but there's no excuses for not winning that game. Um, it's unacceptable. and The team in general, I mean, I get what Calvin's saying, you know, the manager can't put the ball in the back of the net for some of them, but let's not forget, Joe Savage asked Robbie Nielsen if he could have any striker in the world, and he said, Lauren Shankland. So that shows you what Robbie Nielsen knows about attacking players. Hee-haw. Shankly's um, starting to annoy me, actually, now, to be honest with you. But at the same time, I also feel that the, the current formation doesn't suit him. Um, he's not very quick, uh, so there's a waste of time playing him on the halfway line. Um, for me, he doesn't do enough of the physical side well. He doesn't... Uh, he doesn't put himself about enough for me. nor and and he's not very intelligent. I don't think he's that. I don't think he's an intelligent football player. Um, I go back to the European games as well. Should have been throwing himself to to, to the ground and winning fouls, um, particularly when he's having to play halfway and try and get the part the team up apart cause the park because he's a focal point. I just don't think he plays that game, uh, that type of role well. You seen it at Dundee United this his last season at Dundee United. And he was playing a similar role there. Um, and it didn't work. He scored three goals all season. Where the the games that he was actually scoring goals in was when you were put. He was playing an offensive team. If he had played for Hearts last season, I reckon he probably would have got twenty goals last season. Um, and, and 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 that team and the way they were playing last season. Um, this season though, I, I think we've just totally changed and stopped doing the things that we're good at. Um, but at the same time, his miss was was ridiculous. You know, he's probably been bailed out slightly by Cochrane's miss because that was one of the worst I've actually seen. I was basically celebrating that; I just thought it was in the net. Could not believe he missed it. Um, and then, but yeah, it's just—it's good football as well. The the, ch- the main chance that he misses as well, where he puts the ball out. I think it's Cochrane that plays the ball across for his goal. For me, any striker worth his salt's going to tap that in the back of the net. That's an easy goal. That's that's three four yards out. And he just takes his eye off it and scuffs it wide and he thinks, ridiculous. So, yeah, so not happy. A very poor result Uh, and a big game again. Um, I thought Hearts should have been going up there and winning. And they took a good crowd, by the way, credit to the support. I know none of you frauds were there, but uh, there was still a good, good amount of Hearts fans that went up, I think, around 1,200 or so. Um, and I think had we not probably been going in the back of Europe we probably, we probably would have sold out our allocation um, and I'm sure we will next year but um, yeah disappointing really disappointing
3: You say you say Gordon that we're we're playing as a team we're playing differently to last season why why do you think that is? Because that just seems bizarre is, is it down to confidence? Why do you think we're we're suddenly playing a different style of football? Is it because
1: of injuries? I'm not sure um, I I think Possibly. No, not even just the injuries. I, I thought the way we started the season. I mean, I think I go back to the Ross County game and uh, I was expecting Hearts to come out the traps flying and, and really put on a show that day. And I thought we were, the first half were poor, very poor. Um, Dundee, the Dundee United game at home is probably the only time I've thought we looked like the team from last season, um, to be honest with you. And we won that game 4-1. And I thought, again, we started uh, quickly, got the early goal. Um, and I thought we were really good that day. I thought we were we were direct. we were getting our key players on on the ball uh there was a lot of pace, there was power, and I just think I don't know what it is now. we just he's more interested in defending than he is attacking I, I thought that was different last season I mean there still was some games. don't get me wrong where where naturally we approached it that way, particularly against like the old firm and stuff, but I still thought there was an emphasis and there was a bit of an i d about the way hearts went about themselves last season. But I think you see it this season, it just looks like a team who I've I've totally navigated away from that that style of football. Uh, I, I know they've played the similar formations, but the the emphasis hasn't been the same. Uh, although we're playing a 3-4-3, three, three, it was still get the ball wide, it was still overlap, it was still um, play ball through you know through the middle and and, and the football was good. Where This season, it's just total opposite. And you can't say just because Liam Boyce is out. Because that's what I'm talking about. I know we've got defensive issues at the back, fine. But that doesn't excuse for not scoring goals and and playing a certain type of way. Just because Liam Boyce is out of the team, there's still more than enough in that side um, to do that. And I think um, not getting Sims is is a massive blow for me. I think him and Shanklin are totally two different strikers. Shanklin's a different striker to... Woodburn, he's a different striker to um, to boys, and I think um, I think clearly, I'd, I he probably wasn't the right striker to buy if we were going to go and continue to play that football. So maybe he's a he's he's changed his style to maybe suit him. Uh, I think Humphreys looks more like a striker that could fit in well in that type of system. Um, maybe hasn't got as much quality, as Shanklin. In fact, I'm almost sure he hasn't got as much quality, as Shanglin, fact, sure he as, as quality as Shanglin But he's uh, He's someone who will will continue to run, chase things, work hard, and he's shown by his two goals that that he can finish. Um, so, I wouldn't be shocked if he ended up becoming our our almost our number nine. But I think I'd like to see us try and get our striker in in, the, in January because I think we definitely need to beef it up and and add more goals in there. Um, and and maybe Shanklin will come on. But I think the Riga game is probably the. Um, Kind of maybe the best we've seen from Shankland, and I think that was because um, we were able to get guys like Mackay and things like that into the game. Where when he's just being asked to almost be a focal point, it doesn't suit his game. And I think um, and I think we've just got to go back to the basics again and and um, do what we done last
0: season. I'd like to see that start on Saturday. So we've got Celtic on uh, Saturday, Calvin. Do you? Um... Do you you see us getting a positive result in that game?
2: It's unlikely. Um, We have had a full week off. Um, That's one thing. First time in a while that we've actually not got a full week of training in. So hopefully that benefits the players. I think given the way we've set up in these games so far this season. Although we went to Parkhead and actually gave a good account ourselves after a very tough away trip in Zurich. So, I don't know. I I seen Halkett and uh, Rose were back training today, but I think Jamie said earlier they were uh, just doing sort of running rather than, than any actual football work. So I think it's unlikely they're going to they're going to be risked for this game. Wait like to be proved wrong on that, but I just don't see it. It is Celtic at home. I mean, a team where Conor Randall and it took four goals off them. So there's always a chance. I think the. I think if we can get, I think what we need to do is we need to start on the front foot, not start out against Fiorentina and Rangers. Going, even if we just get a shot on goal in the first couple of minutes to get the crowd up for it, because it will be sold out. It's sold out, ten Castle. They've only got the wee the wee section in the corner. They've not got the full the full rosebud anymore. So I think if we can get on top of them from early doors, we might have a good chance. Um, but it's just as likely that we concede in the first five minutes and collapse, and we're all the way home before half time. So. I really hope that Robbie does actually listen to himself and does learn from his previous games. His record in Celtic at home is actually pretty decent. Even last season, I know we we narrowly got beat off them, but we we played really well against them in that game. We beat them the first game of the season. Had a narrow defeat at Parkhead in the league. Even this season, we're a very weak inside at Parkhead. It was a very narrow defeat. Only only really lost the game in the end after getting two men sent off. So there's no reason we can't. I wouldn't put any money on it. I hope I'm wrong. I hope that we go and uh, go and take a couple off them, or anyone. I think, because Gordon said earlier about the way this squad is, one big win might put us back on track, and this would be a massive one. If we can go and take take points off Celtic, you know, draw, take a point off Celtic on Saturday, then I think it could give us a bit of a lift going into the Ross County game. So, fingers crossed, but I'm not, not seeing it myself.
3: Yeah, I'm, I'm just going to jump in there, Ross. I was watching a bit of the Motherwell-Celtic game last night in the Cup. Um, and we speak about kind of wanting to go and press them and getting their faces and that. Motherwell weren't great last night. Admittedly, they were on a bit of a hammering in the, in the end. But in the first half, Motherwell got quite a lot of joy from pushing four or five uh, players up the pitch, pressing Celtic, because they were trying to play it from the back. They had Seeger's thing goal, Jens, Carter Vickers um, and Greg Taylor were always... I saw them a couple of times getting boxed into a kind of corner on the left-hand side. So there's definitely... Areas where you can push Celtic up the pitch into their own weak corner, and uh, you know we know what Tynecastle's like. We spoke about Cochrane when he went charging to the Fiorentina goalkeeper. You know that's all you need to do to get Tynecastle up and roaring. And they, they, I don't think we ask for much in the the kind of early stages of games to get us get us going. You need to give us something to get us going. Admittedly, but you just a we a wee press or something, anything to. To kind of get the crowd up for it, but uh, you know, again, going back to the Fiorentina game at home, with you could tell Gordon said it you could tell after 90 seconds that it took us 80 seconds to touch the ball. I remember counting it on our fancy new scoreboards, it took us 80 seconds to touch the ball that night, Um, we just sat right off them. And then obviously, they got an early goal as well, and it was done from there. So, hopefully, we don't do that. and I am intrigued to see hearts after a full kind of week's training. I'm pinning all my hopes on that. That we've had a week off, and we're going to be nice and Nice and fresh, readying to go.
0: Does 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 the week, uh, well, the week help us, Gordon? Do you think, or do you just think we're in a bit of a lull right now? I don't know. I mean,
1: I mentioned maybe a derby being round the corner was a good one. I would put this on par with the derby, really, um, in terms of how the fans feel about that club. So, um, I think it's it, it's going to have to be an aggressive performance from Hearts. I expect them to start well, as Jamie mentions there, you know, get up the pitch, few early tackles in, even when a, th- a couple of throw-ins in deep into their half. Give the fans something. Don't just retreat straight into your box and just let them play about the ball because that just deflates everybody. Uh, I spoke about it last week. I remember the first day of the season when Halliday just ran straight at Joe Hart, and you think, you know, something similar, a fast start, get the fans believing in give them something to hold on to. And you normally find when you do beat the old firm, it's because it came from a fast, decent start. Um, Any other time when you get beat, it's just because you've been beat from the first whistle almost. And I don't want to see that from a Hearts team. It's not acceptable. You can, listen, you can get beat off better teams. Hearts fans will accept that. They're not not delusional. They don't expect you to come and beat Barcelona and all this crap. Um, people know when they've been beat by a better side but there's ways of losing games and see when we lost to Rangers at Tynecastle last season um, when I think we could have went second or something and we lost 2 nil. that there was a performance that you would probably say well do you know we actually played quite well um, we're actually unlucky we've lost 2-0 but I think the, the intensity was right you know, I can accept that I walked away from Tynecastle. I was disappointed naturally because we lost the game and Frustrated because we had missed some what you would consider decent chances. But, you know, you, you're going to take that over getting horsed 4-0 um, and walking out early because your team showed nothing. Um, and, you know, the team the team represents us. And yes, if you're going to go down, you go down fighting. And it's a football club that comes, you know, smack bang in the middle of a working class city. You expect a decent level from your football team. And this just rolling over and getting beat isn't acceptable from a Heart and Lothian football club side, particularly at Tynecastle, especially, especially against you know, them from, from the West. You've, there's got to be a certain level. And uh, I expect hearts to get right in about them. Now, whether that happens or not, who knows? But I, I think you know, I want to see a similar type of performance that we've seen against Zurich, uh, or a similar type of an intensity. Um, I know that's under the lights. It's, it's a European game, but I think you've got to approach the game that way. And then you'll soon get the fans on your side. And, and then suddenly it, it becomes a, uh, you take Celtic to a place they don't want to go. And I think, um, and I don't think enough teams do that. I mean, listen, they went to St. Middon a few weeks ago and lost 2-0 and they were poor. Um, so it shows you they can, get, they, they can be beaten. They can uh, You can get at them. But if you sit off and you let them play, then they'll, they'll tear you to shreds. You know, they're, they're better than Rangers. And if Hearts do what they've done against Rangers, then they'll probably be 8-0 Um, because they they will punish you and they have good finishers Um, so you've got to be intelligent Uh, you've got to play the game don't get overawed by the the occasion Um, but do your jobs and and represent the football club and uh, that's all you can ask for at the end of the day people know that we've got injuries um, but that doesn't excuse not trying to attack and win the game if you're going to get beat then you go down fighting, you don't just go, well, we've no defenders, so we're going to get horsed. So what's the fucking point in coming past halfway line? Um, so that's what I want to see from Hearts. Um, decent intensity. I'd imagine Cammy Devlin back in the middle of the park. I'm sure he'll have a point to prove after the Rangers game. Um, I know he, he he started in Florence, but he couldn't really get in the game. Um, I'm sure he'll be hungry to, uh, to, to, to prove a point. So if we see the Cammy Devlin that we've seen in the European games, then, that will be a big boost. Um, whether Halkett or Rose are back in in the team, I don't know. Um, again, that would be another massive boost if at least one of them was playing. Uh, I would imagine Rose probably had Halkett. You 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 would assume would uh, would be more likely than than one of the other, given the two injuries that they that they both have uh, or had. Um, and then obviously try and get the best out of Brian Mackay in the game. Um, so yeah, it's a big ask for Hearts, but um, you know, the, the, we made lots of changes at Parkhead earlier in the season and I thought the performance was was reasonably decent. So you would imagine that being at home, that should give them uh, an even better chance of getting a result. Predictions for Celtic? 1-1. Uh, one,
2: one. I'm actually going to agree with that as well.
3: I yeah, I was I was going to agree with that as well. I'll go 1-0. Yeah. I'm not sure I've a podcast where that's happened.
2: I think, I think we might go down a goal early, actually, and then see a bit of fight this time rather than a collapse. Yeah, I hope so. Yeah, we equalise our midway through the second half and it. We'll
1: I remember um, we played Rangers under Levine and uh, we hadn't even won a game. And I think we and we ended up drew, drawing 1-1 with them at Tyncastle. Castle. Um, the one where Machino scored. I yeah, I've seen so. that go
2: all day for some reason. Yeah, Pretty I thought it could
1: there. be a similar... A similar type of game, I think. I'd be on I'd be, I'd be fucking raging if we got pumped. I mean, sp- you know, just on the back of this run, it really would sicken me. Um, so I, I, I do expect to see something else. Uh, otherwise, you actually have to ask serious questions of the management team. I, I think if hearts get absolutely horsed, then I'm sorry, but he should be sacked. there and then.
0: Well, I'm sure it will be a learning curve. Until next week. Goodbye.